Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we are going to talk about some current publishing news. But oh, I feel like we need a news call. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there you go. That's really 80s, Holly. Um, Barnes & Noble, James Daunt, CEO, uh, made an announcement that, you know, got some fairly critical reception in the past few weeks, where he said that they were looking at books that they had purchased and looking at books that they had returned, and then looking at policy changes based on that. And bear in mind, this is the guy that, you know, did the same things for Waterstones in the UK to great success and really turned around a dying chain and is looking at the weaknesses of Barnes & Noble and its strengths. And curiously, and this is kind of the part that baffles me a bit, the reception to this wasn't like, oh, great, we'll have, you know, this, like, largest remaining U.S. chain of bookstores will get turned around. It was more along the lines of, like, but they might not have my book in all of their stores. Which, I know that sounds like a bad thing, but hang with me. It's a good thing. Why is it a good thing, Joe? Because Why is it a good thing that some adorable 12-year-old won't be able to find my book at Barnes & Noble? No, because they probably wouldn't be ready to read it yet. They're probably a little young. Um, but the other reason, which is a little more complicated, is that Barnes & Noble was... And, you know, and, and the initial announcement went out about middle reader fiction in hardcover. That they were going to cut back and not put all books in all stores. And again... That sounds bad. But longtime fans of the pod, readers of A People's Guide to Publishing the Book, will know that I predicted it more than 10 years ago that the rise of the specialized bookstore would dominate. And even Barnes & Noble is now picking that up and running with that. And the reason for that is twofold. Barnes & Noble currently returns roughly 80% of what it purchases of hardcover middle reader fiction. That is that is not good for the Anybody. authors, the publishers, or Barnes and Noble, or even the twelve year olds. Mm hmm And like while it's a little heartbreaking to think of the twelve year old that doesn't find your book, you have to really think about like how much that costs everybody. It costs you, the author, and it costs your publisher, because that's inventory that is getting tied up, is rotting in a warehouse, and then is coming back 
after the initial surge of interest in your book has waned. So it's like, if you think about it, what's actually happening is that these are copies of your book that people that want them can't buy because they're in the wrong place. So if they were trying to go to their independent store, they wouldn't find it there because all of the stock is tied up at Barnes and Noble's warehouse. And, you know, you can't just, there's a three month reprint delay. So you can't just make more when you sell out. And then when you sell out, reprint, and then you get thousands of returns, you're just dead in the water. Like your book that seemed initially successful wasn't actually successful at all. And the publisher is losing money on every copy, which does affect your royalties. And Right. Yeah. You'll like watch your numbers go up and watch your numbers go down. Ooh. And that hurts. So, you know, and we've, we've had the, I mean, yeah, actually we've had this same thing with Barnes and Noble where they bought thousands of copies of some new books and then we sold out of those books and we were like, <laughs> wow, this is great. We sent in the reprint and then we got tremendous amount of returns from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Just like, oh. Yeah. And that author actually, if that's the same one I'm thinking of, didn't get paid royalties in a reasonable amount of time because we had already reprinted their book. Right. That, like, did actively hurt the author. And, you know, and this is what happens. So, you know, you want... And this is the other major breakthrough that James Daunt has innovated, which sounds so obvious when I say it, but this isn't how things operated before. He has reinvented it, so local stores buy local interest books rather than having the New York dictate what is sold in Yakima, Washington, you know. And so, if you have an audience, and there is interest in, you know, Yuma, Arizona, or wherever you live and or have a fan base, those buyers can bring in the book. You know, and this we've, we've seen the other end of this years ago, where we had a Bay Area interest book, and the regional manager hated the book. I don't know why. This kind of thing does happen, though. And so even when the authors would go in and be like, oh, we want to autograph the books. And they're like, oh, my boss's boss hates your book. And they were just like, what? what how, how is this? And they're like, we can't get in copies of your book because of these level of politics. Wow. So you want it where people can get in the books, the stores that your book is right in get the books, and the stores that it's wrong in don't get your books. And this is true no matter who you are, you know? Like, especially if you're a marginalized creator, you don't want your... I mean, I know it seems like you may want your book in all kinds of places, but in reality, books are very specialized. You want your book face out in a store where there are not 500 other titles on the same shelf competing with yours. You want your book in the right places with more forward-facing focus, you know. And that's how you win. Lest it seem like we're totally apologizing for Barnes & Noble, I do think they really botched the rollout of this news. Absolutely. Like, I cringed so hard, because I came to it first, I looked on Twitter and I saw people oh, being... that was your first mistake. <laughs> it was my mistake, but I did see, like, that you know rightfully concerned and upset people who are like, I just got told by my, my publisher that my book 
won't be in Barnes & Noble when it comes out in hardcover and won't be in any Barnes & Noble and then it was you know a lot of people who are like I'm a marginalized author everything is so hard for me why is this hard too and then I went and I read the publisher's weekly article where James Daunt was like, we're going to use taste and discernment to choose our books from now on. I was like, uh-oh. Which does sound like it's like coded language for racism, to be fair. And, you know, it, it might be. We don't know that. We, right. I'd like to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, but we have no idea how that's going to fall out. Well, we have his track record, which is very good. Okay. You know? I mean, is it good for marginalized authors? It's, well, and I feel like that might be different in England than it is in the United States, you know, because I I do feel like the major difference here is that he isn't as aware of the way, you know, race is a very different animal in the United States than it is in the United Kingdom. So whether or not this new policy will hurt marginalized authors remains to be seen. But is it a good policy overall? Probably. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.